Welcome to the Back Shoulder Fade, the Running Hook Sports Betting Podcast with Caleb Lynn and Zach Griffin. Hello! Welcome into the Back Shoulder Fade, the Running Hook Podcast Network Sports Betting Pod. I am one of your hosts, Zach Griffith, and I am not joined by Caleb Lynn tonight. He is off uh, tonight, probably wallowing in sorrow at the fact that his Cardinals are about to hire Shane Bloom uh, in some capacity. So he's probably crying about that. So in his stead, Alex Burr, the founder of the network, has agreed to come on and join me for a night of debauchery, talking bets, NBA, NFL, well, NFL playoff action as well. So, Alex, what's going on? Oh, nothing much, Zach. Um, I, I should have told you I wanted to do this beforehand, but you know, it, it wouldn't be me with a co with having a co-host without me hijacking it and doing a curveball when you expect a fastball. Should you're aware? You're aware? I watched the movie Interstellar the other day. Damn. It, it is this. This is a pretty simple curveball, really. Um, how did? Dr. Cooper gets saved. How? I, I still don't understand. I've watched the movie probably three or four times at this point, but I still don't get Worm, it. Wormhole, from what I recall. I watched it. I think I watched it before I went and saw Oppenheimer. Um, thing with Interstellar, it is a kind of a long movie. I feel like, I feel like it's two hours and 40 minutes, but the ending really pays off. And, you know, Alex, with any Nolan movie, you're gonna the ending is gonna make you think and think about what what you just saw. I mean, the Inception ending probably the best example of that. The entirety of Tenet is just like what the fuck is going on. Uh, the Prestige ending makes you think that too. Uh, Dark Knight Rises, of course, the Memento ending, even the Dark Knight ending makes you think that. Uh, but that that's my short answer. Wormhole. Wormhole and uh, Murph, you know, when he was in that 4D place, he was just able to communicate with Murph and she figured out the formula to bring him home, and that was it. But I've actually only seen that twice or two or three times, really. Uh, but I, I'll never say no to it. I'll never say no to it. Awesome. Movie. I, think it's- I give it, I think I gave it a five on Letterboxd, five out of five. I think it's my favorite Nolan score. Out of all of them. Oh, yeah. Hans I think it's went close. Hard. Yeah, Hans, Hans went hard. It's a shame they don't work together anymore. Uh, Hans has been doing the Dune movies, so he's been a little busy. But uh, he's got Ludwig Gornson doing this. He did Ludwig Gornson did the score for Tenet and Oppenheimer. Uh, might win an Oscar this year for Best Original Score. I certainly hope so. Uh, did I listen to that on Spotify? Uh, a couple times after I saw the movie. Yes, I did. I absolutely did. Um, but no shame yeah. in that. I like that curveball. Very nice. Very Thank nice. Thank you. It's actually been bothering me for the last couple of days. I think it will continue to bother me until I stop it's, thinking about it. it. It'll require a second watch or a third watch. You know, it just will. And that's, yeah, that's a great movie. That's a great movie. That's just going to age better and better. As time goes on, but uh, Alex, let's get into the degeneracy 
uh, Thursday night football running hook parlay. Uh, we have my leg of a DJ Moore anytime touchdown. This is absolutely a revenge game for DJ Moore. Caleb Lynn was trying to say it was not bullshit, Alex. Uh, this guy was traded for one of the worst quarterbacks in the league this season. Um, and the Panthers don't have any skill players worth anything. I, Bryce was trying to tell me today, Adam Thielen is having a good season, but I'm sorry. At this stage of the game, if Adam Thielen is your number one receiver, I don't like where your team's at. And Miles Sanders, turns out, might have been lightning in a bottle season for him last year. So, uh I got DJ Moore anytime touchdown score tomorrow night against his former team. Alex, what do you got for your leg? I'm going with the over 38 and a half points. Um, it might seem counterintuitive because I've traditionally been known to pick the unders, but both of these defenses aren't very good. And the last time the bears were in this spot on Thursday night, it was 40 to 20. Um, I believe that was the right. final and the commies game. The commies game. So I think that this is going to probably be more of a shootout than we anticipate. Also, um, what the Colts game was 27 to 13. Was that the final? Something like yes. in that range. So that's an even 40. And the Bears offense isn't that much worse than the Colts offense. Yeah. <laughs> and the Bears defense is significantly worse than the Colts defense. So by process of elimination, you know, I, I do have to quibble with one thing you said, though. Bryce Young has been really bad this year. Based on who's been thrown out on the field, I don't think we can say he's been one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL. Starting quarterbacks. Okay. That's probably Full-time a more fair decision. Starting quarterback. Now, listen, I'll say this for Bryce Young. Like, has he been dealt the best hand? No. I mean, they have one of the shakiest owners in the league with Tepper. Uh, they got a bad coach. They got a terrible offensive line. Talked about the skill players uh, and the defense. You know, Burns just got hurt. Uh, you know, he's their the best solutions defensive obviously player. Bring in Jeff Saturday. Uh, yeah, just make it happen again. You know, just or hire who's a former Panther we can hire. Julius Peppers. That's Julius Peppers. One. Can we bring him in <laughs> or Steve Smith? No, Steve Smith's an analyst. We can hire him. We can hire oh, him. That's from a medical one. network. Yeah, and all, he'd fight all the players. Network. Yeah, yeah, he would. But uh, Caleb's leg is actually Miles Sanders. It was originally over 19 and a half rushing yards. FanDuel bumped it up to 20 and a half rushing yards. So if you put those three legs together, DJ Moore, anytime touchdown scorer, Miles Sanders over 20 and a half rush yards, and Alex's leg uh, over 38 and a half total points. For the game, you're looking at plus 624 odds for that three leg parlay. You put down five bucks, Alex, you win 31. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, we didn't hit last week with Steelers Titans. We hit the week before with Bucks Bills. Uh, I think we can get back on track. These are two terrible teams, Alex. And we have to mention uh, our good friend. Devin Voss will unfortunately be at the game at Soldier Field uh, to potentially uh, it could be the last game he ever goes to. It really could be. I mean, I'm worried about his I, mental health. I'm worried. Listen, 
This is the life he chose being a Panthers fan. So one thing we know about Devin, he's he's very strong. He will persevere. I I for one believe in my good friend Devin Voss and his his ability to overcome. The, I think you can overcome it too, but you know, you subject yourself to this pain at home. Now you're going to see it in person, uh, which I think will make it twice as bad. Don't you think? I mean, Panthers, I mean, record-wise, them and the Cardinals are the worst teams in the league. Uh, Vegas, you don't know what Vegas thinks of the Cardinals. The Cardinals still have the worst. The Cardinals had the worst Super Bowl odds even when the Panthers were winless. So that's how bad (laughs) the Vegas thinks of the Cardinals. That's hilarious. I mean, listen, you know, our good friend Devin Voss doesn't get very many chances to see the Panthers in person. So he has to jump on every opportunity, especially, you know, it being in, you know, one of the most historic stadiums in the, in the Midwest. (laughs) Yeah. uh, They're trying to replace it, but yeah, it's I mean, it's one of the oldest stadiums has to be, I mean that I think Lambo's the oldest. uh, And then you're looking at soldier field. I mean, I think that's probably the second oldest, right? Unless I'm it's missing probably, it's like Wrigley to um Fenway at this point, I have to imagine. Like Wrigley's Miami's the might be in- old. Not sure about Miami. They might have an old one, but um Soldier yeah, Soldier Field. Field. I've seen the outside of it. Really cool looking from the outside. It looks like a fortress. Um, but apparently the inside just looks like shit. We'll be the future home of the Chicago Chicago White Sox. You heard it here first. <laughs> yes, let's make it even worse. Let's bring in let's bring in Reinsdorf. He'll fix it up. He'll fix it up. Okay. But, we don't need to uh, rub salt in the wound. Alex, let's stick with NFL. Uh, let's do let's do our three best bets of the week. Our three favorite bets of the week. Uh I'll start. And this one might shock you considering what I've said about this team and they're now former management and head coach, the Las Vegas Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders. You can get them at plus one and a half spread at home against the jets at home against the jets. Antonio Pierce has this team riled up, ready to go. The players love him. The fans love him. The Raiders social media team loves him. The hate for McD was palpable in everything they tweeted this week. Listen, do I think Aiden O'Connell can keep up that play the rest of the season? No. But, damn, he's been better than Garoppolo's been this season. Granted, they were playing the Giants last week, who were starting Joe Pesci from Goodfellas at quarterback, but you're playing at the other New York team this week, who also, similar to the Giants, can't score any points. Can't move the ball. Uh, I think there is something to just the leadership style change. I, I, I like the mojo for this team right now, Alex. I like the Vegas Raiders uh, to cover the plus one and a half spread at home. Tough matchup for O'Connell against uh, Jets defense, but you know they force fed Jacobs last week. Uh, Myers got involved. Renfro finally got involved after McDee didn't want to use him for God knows how long. Uh, and Adams, you know, the Jets tried to trade for him at the deadline. 
see see what he can do against uh, Sauce. So give me the Raiders at one and a half, plus one and a half. You can also get the under for this game, 36 and a half. Uh, it's a little risky, but like I said, two yeah. shaky quarterbacks in this game. Uh, it's going to be a ground and pound game, which is weird because you have two great receivers in this game with Adams and Wilson, but you might want to look at that as well, Alex. So I, it looks like the line has moved to plus one, actually. So, wow. um, I, I will say, I think it's the Raiders might be again. You brought up they did play the Giants. I think the Giants, low key, might be a bottom five team in the league right now. They might, might not if even you be, wanted to say they were the worst team in the league. You wouldn't get a ton of pushback from a lot of people. Yeah, and. The Raiders, they're really talented. It's just everyone knew <laughs> what was holding them back. I, I do think yeah. one thing the Raiders have going for them is Max Crosby. And one thing the Jets don't have yes. going for them, as we well know, is that Zach Wilson doesn't do well under pressure and that the Jets offensive line is made of Swiss cheese. So I think and that- Alex, it was just reported today. Billy Turner uh has a hand issue oh no yeah <laughs> another need, one he might need your hand to block effectively so you're looking at no. max crosby one of the top three pass rushers in the league this season a guy i would slide a blank check to to play defense for me this guy yeah he he's gonna rake he's gonna rake if you can yeah, get odds he, on him uh to have i don't know two sacks take it Let's see. I don't think I don't know if they have any sack or any um yeah, they I don't think don't they have, have any, any player props yet. It's too early in the week for that, but that that'd be a that, juicy one to watch. That's always frustrating, dude. That they don't have they don't put them up till Thursday. And yeah. it's like, damn it, we do this pod Wednesday nights. I need I want I want the player props for the rest of the games, but that's exactly. all right. If you can check it folks, check it tomorrow. Uh check Max Crosby sack odds. Uh, I don't care what they are, just do it because he's going to be unblockable against that Swiss cheese line, like Alex said. Um, but Alex, what is uh, one of your favorite bets of the NFL week? Week 10, Alex. Week 10 already. We were talking before we logged on. It feels like football season has flown by. Um, my favorite bet of this week is the Vikings plus two and a half against the Saints. Looked at that one too. And Another good mojo team. Yeah. They were playing well before Kirk Cousins got hurt. And you and I aren't the biggest Kirk Cousins supporters on earth. I think it's safe to say. Hell no. Um, but I don't think either of us could deny he was playing. I think this was probably the best football he'd ever played in his career. I don't really think it was close. He was putting up. I mean, he was one of the statistically, he might have been the best quarterback in the league. And without and Justin Jefferson a, for a majority of the season. Yeah, and he had a good couple primetime performances when that he historically struggled on primetime. It seemed like he was finally, you know, at the young old age of 35, seemed like he was finally figuring it out. And but Dobbs, I think, is giving this team a different element with his legs. I don't I don't know how. <laughs> Just reading everything I read, he didn't know half of his teammates' names. He didn't know the like snap counts. He didn't know anything. 
and they still won. Now, part of that well, is he was playing. He was playing the yeah, Falcons. It helps when you play Arthur Smith that you always have a chance to win if you're playing against that guy. <laughs> yes, but we've seen the Saints lose games they should win plenty of times this season, and this could be another case of that. And it helps play against Dennis Allen too. Exactly. So you have all that going for you. I I just can't help but love the Vikings here, especially at home. At home, the crowd's going to be really pumped up for Dobbs. Uh, Jefferson, it sounds like there's a slim chance he could actually come back this week. If he plays, Uh, oh my gosh. If he plays, you know, him and Lattimore will be a fun matchup for sure. But the one thing you have to say about Dennis Allen is his defense most of the time shows up. Uh, Saints have a nice defense, as we know. Uh, Vikings have some injuries up front. I think Ezra Cleveland and Christian Derisaw both missed the game against the Falcons. And there's a guy named Cam Jordan on the Saints uh, D-line who is salivating at that and hoping that happens again. So that could be tough. Mentioned a lot of more matchup, but just another good mojo thing, man. I mean, people could say, oh, there's tape on Dobbs now. There's tape. There's tape. Like he was good with the Cardinals and he was good at the yeah. with the Titans at the end of last year. Like maybe the guy's just solid. I think here's, here's a chance he's just a solid quarterback. Here's another thing, too. Their defense started off terribly. But they've really kind of picked up steam the last few weeks. And I think that that's another factor, too, because if they can kind of contain Kamara, that's going to be huge for them because Kamara has been eating since he came back from his suspension. Like Kamara's probably been a top seven running back in the league since he came back. Like not even joking, like not fantasy. He's probably been a top seven running back since he came back from his injury. So I think he's if they can contain him. Covering, I think, is probably the bare minimum they're going to do. He's Kamara is a great bet uh, for any time touchdown as well. Um, you can also look at Jawan Johnson. Whether it's been Taysom Hill or Derek Holt, Derek Carr on the goal line, Jawan Johnson gets a lot of targets in the red zone. Uh, he might have higher odds than somebody like Olave or Thomas uh, to get a touchdown down on the goal line, uh, the red zone. But I like that one. I like that one. My only pushback would be Saints defense. Yeah. Um, it's fair. I like it. I like it. Thank you. Uh, What's your next one? My next one. Um, a guy I wanted the Colts to tank for last year versus my favorite quarterback in the league. We got the Texans at plus six and a half I like against that one. the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, we all know what CJ Stroud did last week. He's playing like a top 10 quarterback in the league right now. I mean, just shedding all of the stigma that went with him for whatever reason uh, in the pre-draft stuff. Uh, You can also get the Texans at plus 260 money line to just win the game straight up. Um, And I'm mostly doing this because Caleb uh, thinks I never say the Bengals... uh, I, I never pick against the Bengals, which is just not true. Uh, and I never pick against Joe Burrow, which is not true. CJ Stroud has been better than Joe Burrow this year. How about that? I mean, that's not even a, 
that's not even a debate for me. Like CJ Stroud has outplayed Joe Burrow. I know Joe Burrow has been hurt, but Stroud has just simply been better. So I think this could be another shootout like we had last week between the Saints, or not the Saints, uh, the Bucks and the Texans. Um, so I think the Bengals win the game, but because they just have it all rolling right now. I mean, even though that game against the Bills ended up being a six-point game, I didn't feel that close, really. It felt like the Bengals could score whenever they wanted, and the Bills were really trying hard to stay in the game. Uh, but I think this could be a shootout like we had last week with Tampa and Houston. Bengals secondary, not what it was last year. Uh, Tank Dell and Nico Collins are for real, Alex. They are for real. The Texans have real skill position guys. They might be getting Damian Pierce back this week too. Uh, and Dalton Schultz is a top 10 tight end this season, in my opinion. Um, so I think the Texans cover against the Bengals. So I FanDuel for me has um a Bengals game as my Monday night. So I'm I'm gonna switch this to one of mine as well. So we, we can just be synced up here because I really like this line as well. Um I I agree with you one thousand percent. Stroud has been has lived up to the hype and more. I personally always preferred him to Young, like you were saying. I never I liked Bryce Young coming out of Alabama. But I was like, okay, this dude's five foot nine, and he's not the most athletic guy in the world. Like, he's not a bad athlete. But if he's not like, if you're describing him like that and he's 21, imagine what he's going to be like when he's 32. <laughs> you know, right. you're in it for the long haul with a quarterback. Um, Stroud looked otherworldly against Tampa last weekend. I mean, some of those throws were legitimately insane. Like, a lot of these young quarterbacks who come in and put up numbers, like they have, they either have elite receivers, right? Like we love Joe Burrow, but you, we have to admit like from his second year on, he was helped a lot by having Jamar Chase and D Higgins. Obviously he's grown into a great quarterback, but you know, early on, earlier on in his career, he was helped by having those guys. And, or in some other cases, like we'll just say Jared Goff, you know, he was helped by having a great system, Right. And also he had Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. <laughs> so yeah, that kind of two sides of the same coin there. But again, Nico Collins and Tank Dell weren't household names. I'd never heard of those guys before. And he's throwing ropes. These aren't Marvin Harrison and Reggie Wayne. No, <laughs> this is this is kind of like, honestly. OK, this what I was going to say was going to be heretical so i'm not going to say what i was thinking in my mind but i'm not going to say those guys are scrubs but turning those level of receivers into like the level that they appear to be playing with cj stroud is the sign of a truly great quarterback like someone who's belongs in the top tier discussions of the league and i don't think it's crazy to say because that bucks defense is good that Bucks defense has put on some good performances this season. It's still it's still a solid defense. Yeah, he just torched them. <laughs> and I think it's safe to say I don't again, I don't know if they'll beat like I agree with you. I don't know if they'll beat the Bengals, but I am all in on CJ Stroud. You know I was high on them before the season. Like I thought they were going to win 7 games 
And that's looking pretty strong now. I think what they're four and five or four and four. I think four and four because they had the bye week. So I think seven wins is pretty in play for them. And I think if they hang with the Bengals, who are a lot better than the Bucks, I think that's going to prove a lot to the doubters, let's say. Yep. They're four and four. Uh, they're two games behind Jacksonville for the AFC South. Uh, flirting with that seven seed uh, in in the AFC playoff picture. That's crazy. Alex, if you're looking at the Texans from a betting perspective, you got D'Amico Ryans as second best odds to win coach of the year at four to one. And CJ Stroud, the overwhelming favorite to win offensive rookie of the year after what he did last week. He's minus 550. The next closest is Puka Nakua at plus 750. So not even worth uh, looking at that at this point. Uh, you can also get Will Anderson at 30 to 1 uh, to win defensive rookie of the year. That one's kind of a runaway right now with Jalen Carter at minus 320. Uh, Will Anderson has the fourth best odds for that. Uh, so the Texans, really fun team right now. Maybe the funnest team in the league. Uh, but let's, my bet, my second bet, my third and final bet, actually, for the NFL this week. Uh, it's a statistical bet. You can get the two quarterbacks we just talked about, CJ Stroud and Joe Burrow in that game, which I said could be a shootout this week. You are looking at plus 750 for Burrow and Stroud to combine for 650 passing yards in that game. I think that's very much in play. Um, Both these secondaries shaky, as we mentioned. And this skill position is galore, even if... Jamar Chase doesn't play. Um, this, I just like this. I know it sounds like a lot of passing yards, but you see where you are at halftime? Yeah. That just means they both need to get 325, which I think is in play with what these guys did last week. Alex. It's it's not out of the realm of possibility. I like that. Um, it was the I odds that intrigued me, of course. Of course, but it's a good number because both those guys are going to want to gun it. I think Stroud has had over 300 a few times this year, and not a lot of guys have been going over 300. So, and obviously, both of these fronts are stout. Both these defensive fronts are stout. So, running the ball is going to be tough. Um, Well, neither of them are particularly a little underrated. Yeah. Well, neither of them are inclined to run the ball anyway, even at full health. (laughs) So, and both these teams have something to play for. Like the Bengals, yeah. they're in the playoff picture right now. Uh, but, you know, they're trying to get up there with Baltimore to challenge for the division. They're trying to pass Cleveland as well. Uh, and Houston, like we said, flirting with the seven seed, Alex. So, you know, week 10 is still a lot to play for here. Definitely. Let me get you my uh, third and final bet since that was my um, we got? line that caught, caught my eye. Titans plus 1.5 over the Bucks. I looked at that one too. I looked at that one too. It's it's intriguing because here's here's a question for you, Zach. Okay, is Will Levis good, or does he have DeAndre Hopkins? I think I think he's good. 
I think he's good. Uh, I know he had the one pick against the Steelers last week, and if you're just looking at the box score and you see that, you're like, ah, only threw for 200-some yards and a pick. It's like, well, that pick came literally on the last play of the game, like trying to, you know, Hail Mary trying to win the game. But look what he did against the Falcons the week before. Again, Arthur Smith, he got beat. uh, You got torched by a rookie quarterback, and then he got torched by a guy who uh, didn't know everybody's name on his team. Uh, fired, fired, Arthur, fired. But I think he's good, Alex. I think, you know, kind of like CJ Stroud, for, for whatever reason, got shit on before the draft uh, when people were hyping him up all the way up, leading to the draft. Obviously, affected Levis a little bit more. He ended up falling in the second round. But, I mean, from what I've seen, he's played. he's played good. So that would be the kind of the calculus of my pick there. It's like the Bucks did the Bucks do have a good defense. But also if it becomes a shootout again, how much do I trust Baker? Like I think Baker's been Baker's gotten the job done. It, and Tennessee's defense sucks. And if you're if you're wanting to go against Levis, you could say, well, this is the best defense he's played. Uh, in the three games, which is absolutely true. Um, but I think it does have shootout potential. Not as much as yeah. a game like Texans Bengals, but I see what you're saying. Yeah. And I, I think that, I don't know. I'm not a believer in really any of the South teams with the exception of Houston and Jacksonville personally. Yeah. And I think I have good reason for that. I think all of them are varying levels of fraudulent. Um, but Tampa is probably the least fraudulent team in the NFC South, but that's like saying, that. you know, that's like saying the Pacers are the best bad defensive team in the league. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it, uh, Tampa, not- Tampa's made me shove it. Mayfield's made me shove it. Uh, I definitely thought Mayfield could have been benched by this point of the season when we were talking about the season and the weeks leading up to it, but you want to talk about good. Like he's just been flat out good. I have him on two fantasy teams now. I mean, he just (laughs) never thought I never thought that would happen, but here we are. So that's a good game to check out. Uh, I was actually looking at that uh, for the Buccaneers to cover, but since it's almost a push, I don't have a problem with you taking the Titans. Um, Let's stick with NFL NFL playoff futures, Alex. Let's pick two that we like. Uh, I'll start off here. So this is as of Wednesday night on November 8th, these odds. I'm just going to stick with the Texans. Texans plus 250 right now to make the playoffs. Plus 250 to make the playoffs right now. And then my second one would be... The Ravens plus 440 to win the AFC. I believe that was the second best odds behind the Chiefs. And let me let me double check that. I think they might have the third best odds. Nope, second best odds behind the Chiefs. Chiefs are the favorites to win the conference at plus 240. And then you have the Ravens behind them at plus 440. I think the Ravens are the best team in the AFC right now. Wow. Um, they're playing like it on both sides of the ball. Uh, Lamar MVP odds. You want to check that out? 
He is the third favorite uh, behind Mahomes and Hurts. He's five to one. Uh, I think by the end of the year, he'll have a real chance to win it, especially if they lock up the one seed. Uh, it would mirror his MVP season in 2019 a lot. They score a lot of points. Their defense is solid. Uh, and he's doing it running and passing. I have him in another future as well uh, to throw 30 touchdowns. But I just like the way they're playing. As long Again, as long as he stays healthy, uh, I, I think they really could win the AFC. They can outscore anybody. And they put an ass whooping on Seattle, who I think you, me, and, you, me, and Caleb, we all like Seattle. Uh, I was quoted on this pod last week saying there's no way that game's going to be a blowout. Uh, and then end up being like 37 to three or whatever the hell it was. So you could probably turn off they this get, pod right now if you wanted to. Uh, but Ravens plus 440 to win the AFC plus 850 to win the whole thing Alex. Man, imagine parlaying those. By the way, um, a bet that I was looking at, but did not want to go through with. Um, the Texans plus 600 to win the South. Yeah, I can't go through with that. Yeah, but it's interesting to ponder. Interesting to ponder. So, it is interesting to ponder. Uh, you know, if, if somebody went down for Jacksonville um, and the Texans kept putting up points like this, maybe you look at it, but yeah. I just think the Jags are... Jags' offense is really, really good right now. Yeah, they're, they're really hitting their stride on both sides of the ball. I don't, I don't think it'll be this year, but I think the Texans will put a scare into them. So I'll start with my just make the playoffs one. I'm going to go with real long shots here for both of these. Um, the Jets plus 300 to make the playoffs. I think they've had in a remarkable season. A truly, re- a truly remarkable season. I can't deny and, it. And I, I, I hated them in the preseason with all the hype they got, as we know. Uh, but I, they've the fact that they're 500 without the guy leading the hype train is remarkable. It helps that I mean, everyone hates Zach Wilson and rightfully so. I think he looks more like an NFL player this year. He definitely I agree with that. He's not good, but he's also not dreadful. And the difference between where he was last year and where he is this year is significant enough, I think, where he it has makes shown a huge um, difference. He's shown improvement that I didn't think he had in him. Like that Chiefs game on, I think it was a Sunday night game or a Monday night game against a good defense, a, a really good Chiefs defense. Like he, he, he outplayed Mahomes that game. He outplayed Mahomes that game. Never thought that sentence would come out of my mouth. But I remember being shocked during that game. Like, holy shit, he's making plays. He's making throws in the red zone uh, to where only his guy can get it. He had a throw to Lazard in that game that was insane. He just played well. And obviously that was the best he's played this season. But you're right. He's not good. He's not bad. But he's shown marked improvement from last year. He definitely has. And then my last one, this one's a little bit of a long shot. They're two and a half games behind this team right now. I, I think my math's right there. Um, someone can correct me if I'm wrong. The Vikings to win the division at plus 800. 
the Lions are six and two. Yeah. The Vikings are five and four. But, and I'm not going to say, you know, the beginning of the season means nothing. But as the preseason gets shorter, the first couple of weeks of the regular season almost are kind of meaningless in a sense. And we've, we've seen this the last couple of years with the Bengals. The Bengals have gotten off to, like, every year we see this with the Bengals. The Bengals start horribly every single year. And then everyone's like, oh, what's wrong with the Bengals? What's wrong with the Bengals? And then what do you know? They're in the freaking AFC Championship game every year. Obviously not every year. Are the Bengals the Miami Heat of the NFL? (laughs) God, I hate that I didn't think of that. Fuck you. (laughs) They might be the Miami Heat of the NFL. I'm so mad at you right now. That's brilliant. You just described it that way, and I was like, that's the heat. That's what the heat is. Who's Jimmy Butler? Who's Jimmy Butler wearing the emo um, outfit? Well, think about that while I give my explanation here. Um, Jefferson, he's, you said there's a chance he comes off IR and plays this week. Yes. they opened the practice window for him, so it's it's a possibility for him to come back this week. But O'Connell said don't count on it, basically. Okay, so you're going to be probably getting him back then the week after. Um, So you're going to be getting him back for the stretch run. And the Lions are good, but they've never been in this position before where teams are probably going to be gunning for them. They've always been the gunners, not the gunnies, if that makes sense. So, and the Vikings have always been where the the Lions are. So it's going to be a refreshing change of roles for the Vikings, especially now with Kirk down. I'm not going to say it's going to happen, but there's at plus 800. Those are pretty good odds. Especially, you know, they're really good odds. Uh, I, I still have Detroit as the fourth best team in the conference. I think after those four teams, you know, Philly, San Fran, Dallas, and Detroit, there's a massive drop-off in the NFC. Uh, not massive. I still think Seattle's good. They're definitely the fifth team for me, but uh, I like the odds for that. I like the odds for that. Don't think it'll happen. I think the Dobbs magic will burn out eventually, but it could be interesting for the next three or four weeks, especially if the Lions drop a game or two. So when I'm curious, when do the Vikings and Lions play each other? Because it's okay. They play each other on Christmas Eve, and then they. Play. Yeah, I don't think they played each other yet. Yeah, it's Christmas Eve and then January seventh. So we got a while yet before their games. Um. So who knows? Maybe like you said, the Dobbs magical worn off by then, and all this will be for naught. But I, I still, I think there's a chance. I don't think you could rule it out. I think the Vikings have too much veteran experience on this roster. And, and they're well coached. They're well coached. Yes. And like apparently Dobbs is like a freaking astronaut. So or was gonna be a like astronaut. So he's must have like an IQ of like a thousand. Um we'll definitely know by the time that first matchup between them comes around if it's yeah. If it's a if it's in the play or not, but uh, Vikings could definitely challenge for that seven seed. Uh, yeah, I mean, Alex, look at the NFC and try and find seven playoff teams. It, it is hellish 
to try and so, we could potentially have two NFC South teams. So much as I hate to say it, the Rams were in the, there, and now they're Rams just signed Carson Wentz, so they're done. I mean, I don't. Eesh, I don't even want to think about it. Uh, I have the playoff real quick before we move on. I have the playoff picture pulled up. Do you want to know who? So the Vikings are at the seventh seed right now. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven is Eagles, Lions, 49ers, Saints, Seahawks, Cowboys, Vikings, right? About what you expect, would you say? Yep. Would you like to know who the eighth team is? According to NFL.com. It is not the Falcons. They are ninth. It is the Washington Commanders. Oh, dude, I saw their record today. It said it was there. They were four and five. I looked at Bryce. I was like, how the fuck are they four and five? They can't block. They can't block, and they just they just traded their two best defensive players. They somehow well, have a better record than the Bucks, the Packers. I mean, they've played more games than the Bucks and the Packers, but they have a better record than the Rams. And then the rest of the conference is the dregs, but still, this the NFC Raiders ha- are the 13th team in the AFC, and they have the same record as the Commies. Yeah, I mean the the top of the NFC, like I said, is really fun, especially those top five teams. And then you're looking at six and seven, and then the guys on the outside looking in, you're like, "Fuck!" It's just ugly. But uh, moving on to our final category of bets, Alex, we got the NBA in season tournament. First, we need to check in on your teams. Alex, uh, you're a New York Knicks fan this season, according to the wheel a couple weeks ago. Caleb is a Utah Jazz fan. They're playing my Pacers tonight. Uh, Jazz is currently up a point. But if we're looking at the NBA standings, Caleb's Jazz, if not for the dreadful Grizzlies, would be in dead last in the Western Conference. They're two and six. They've lost three in a row. Uh, For some reason, uh, they're not playing Colin Sexton they're playing Colin Sexton like 20 minutes a night. And Jordan Clarkson has been on and off. It's not. And Walker Kessler's out. So they haven't had a lot of luck there. Uh, and then your Knicks, Alex, uh, Julius Randle off to a historically bad start. I don't think we've seen stuff like it since. What was it? Like the Great Depression? Like it's been a long time. 1959. Okay. So not quite the Great Depression, but. A long time, nonetheless. Uh, Knicks are three and four, despite their second best player sucking ass. Uh, they're behind the Nets. Actually, they're tied with the Nets. In um, my Pacers, if anybody cares, we're four and three. Uh, I went to the Spurs game on uh, Monday night to see Wemby. It was great. Uh, we won- we we scored like 153 points or something like that. I was in shock. I couldn't believe it. Um, and Alex, if you get a chance to see Wemby in person, uh, this season, do it. I have to drive up to Milwaukee. Bucks tickets are always cheaper than Bulls tickets. It'll be worth the drive. It'll be worth the drive. Um, but if you're looking at, I need to double check these inserts and tournament odds because we just got the news tonight. Uh, Jamal Murray is going to be out for the rest of the month at least. So let me see here. While you're doing that, let me let me just talk about Randall for a second. Because okay. I, I talked about this a little bit on last week's Power Hour before um, the whole scope of the start was like 
before it like had ballooned into the whole story it had and also before um last week's bucks game where he walked back on defense on a critical possession down one um something that i admire about randall is that rj barrett might be shooting better than randall is but randall's actually like looking to distribute and randall gets the ball moving gets the ball in rotation you know the ball's gonna find an open shooter and you know the knicks have a lot of shooters so he's at least doing something productive out there the knicks i feel like have a lot of guys where if they're not doing if they're not putting the ball in the basket what are they doing out there so at least julius has that going for him but that's it's crazy that i've watched five knicks games and i've all of a sudden have a deeper found appreciation for randall even though that moment against milwaukee was I'll address it more on on the next power hour, but it was one of the worst things I've ever seen in an NBA game. Um, really, really dreadful. But I, I'm guessing his shooting will well. It has to bounce back because, and he did shoot well against the Clippers. Zach, he did shoot well in James Harden's first game as a Los Angeles Clipper. Yeah, uh, he'll figure it out. He's too good of a player not to figure it out. As much as it pains Dylan to hear me say that. Um, Alex, some breaking news here. We got the actors in the studios reaching a tentative deal on a new three-year contract. So the strike may be over. So that's great oh, yeah. news. Great breaking news for us. City Cinema. <clears throat> great Circle City Cinema breaking news here on BSF. It's awesome. <laughs> of worlds colliding. But um, heading into these here, uh, the Nuggets odds actually haven't changed. And it's been like an hour since that news broke. So we got the Nuggets odds to win the in-season tourney at plus 650. Uh, If you can get the defending champs to win this, even without Murray at those odds, I think you got to do it. Maybe you want to wait and see if they shift because of the injury. Uh, But like I said, it's been almost two hours actually since the news broke. No odd shift. Then you're looking at... The Pacers, Alex. The Pacers to win Eastern Conference Group A at plus 230. Uh, We were actually rated first in offensive rating, I believe. Uh, So we can put up points with anybody. Uh, Or in defensive rating, Zach. uh, 25th. But, you know, we can talk about that later. Uh, We can score points with anybody. Uh, Like I said, we put up 150-something on the Spurs. I know it's the Spurs, but still... Um, 150s, 150. And our group really isn't that great. I mean, we got Philly, uh, who we play this weekend. So that'll be telling. Uh, and then you got Atlanta as well. Uh, I just, I just think we can outscore Philly if we need to. Uh, Embiid has always dominated Turner. So that's the wild card there. Uh, really need Matherin to step up offensively. He didn't play well against San Antonio. He didn't play well against Charlotte. Uh, he's playing well tonight against Utah, but need him to get out of this sophomore slump uh, for my own mental sake and for my fantasy team. Uh, Alex, what in-season tourney odds do you like for the NBA? Well, so I'm probably just going to go winners here, like for the whole thing. And I'm going to go teams that maybe are not expected here. And that's why I'm going to start with the Phoenix Suns. No, I'm kidding. Um, Got to start hey, with Beal. Uh, Beal. Beal, Beal making his season, season debut. 
Um, About time. I think a team that I really want to focus on, Caleb's been all over this team. I don't know if he's talked to you about them. The Minnesota Timberwolves. Mm-hmm. I think, and even if he wasn't all over this team, just like paying attention to the results and how they've been playing, they beat the Celtics on Monday. Yeah, Monday. They beat the Celtics on Monday in overtime. They held the Celtics, who scored 152, or sorry, was it 155? 155 or 152. Either way, it wasn't pretty against you guys. They held the Celtics to 109 in overtime. They have and Edwards a formidable defense. Yeah. Anthony Edwards, I didn't release my top 100 this year. I have him as a top 15 player in the league. I think he's that dude. Their odds to win the um, in-season tournament are plus 3,100. And I think wow. it's going to be a team. I think it's going to be a team like that that wins this thing. It's not going to be a team. It's not going to be one of the like actual NBA title contenders. So we can strike off the Bucks. I think. We can strike off the Celtics. Even though these wins are going to be necessary for the um for the regular season, right? So it's not like teams are going to be taking this. It's still going to be regular season, right? So you're going to be playing, you know, these games coming off of like some of these games might be on you know, back to back. Some of these games might be, you know, second game of an away back to back, which you know, Zach, like some of the worst situations in the whole league. Like I watched the Knicks lose by like get their asses kicked by the Pelicans because they were playing in the second like they played the first night in Atlanta then flew to New Orleans and just had no energy right so you're gonna have those kind of situations and I think the teams with the younger legs are gonna be the teams that are favored which is why the Pacers at plus 3500 another team with good odds I don't know if they can get enough stops but another team with good odds another team that catches my eye Sacramento Kings plus 2700 same kind of logic there. Even with the Fox injury? I didn't see the Fox injury. Is he going to be out for... I just know he's here. I'm not sure how long he's going to be out. But what do you think of a team like the Warriors at 10-1? to 1? Uh, Wouldn't it be fitting pl- if the, the biggest dynasty of the past decade would win the first inaugural in-season tournament? I have to say, they've been playing great so far. I watched the um their game against Oklahoma City from last Friday and they I mean they won. I mean they probably shouldn't have won because Draymond committed offensive goaltending. I don't know if you saw that call. Um but they looked great. But I still I still think it's gonna be a younger team with younger legs that's more more motivated. I don't know. Like I, I just think the older teams Minnesota 3100 is intriguing because they're a great defensive team. They have yeah. that dude, like you said, Edwards. I think he could be a top 10 guy by the end of the season, uh, especially if they can get, what, a top four seed in the West, uh, maybe win a playoff round. Like, I think that's on the table if he, you know, if he keeps elevating. You know, I don't like Gobert. I don't know if anybody on the network likes Gobert, but clearly he's made an impact on the defense this season. Uh, Towns being healthy is the other thing for them. Like he needs to be, I want to see him playing 60 plus games. Uh, he's missed a ton of games the past two years. McDaniels is a great perimeter defender too. Yeah. Yeah. They have a ton of talent in Minnesota. Like they're probably one of the most talented teams in the league. And, you know, maybe we'll see what the impact winning the in-season tournament has, you know, 
um, boosting a young team's confidence like that. And uh, another team, I think their their odds are significantly lower because they did lose their opening game against Golden State. Um, the aforementioned Draymond touching the the rim game. Oklahoma City at plus ninety five hundred. I saw that too. You know my thoughts on them. I know I your thoughts on them again. Um, Thunder are a power hour are one of the power hour teams this week. And Sweet. they looked amazing against Golden State. They again, who's to say they would have won because the score was tied? But they got screwed. And that's a, that's an interesting number. And you know, who wouldn't want to bet the Wizards at plus fifty thousand? <laughs> Stop. That's that might be a good place to end it. That might be a good place to end the pod. Wizards plus fifty thousand. <laughs> Worst team in the league by far. The, I think you took I their the under, trade. didn't you? I don't think I did take their under because their under was like really low, wasn't it? Like twenty something. It was like twenty four and a half or something. I think I took the it Trailblazers was, under. It might have been the lowest. You did take the Trailblazers under. Yeah, that might have been the one I'm thinking about, but. Uh, Alex, go ahead and plug. You mentioned uh, Power Hour. Who else you got on there? Okay, so doing a weekly Knicks segment. Um, not going to touch on... That's going to serve as my Julius Randle discussion for this week when I just discussed um, him getting back on defense because I don't feel the need to discuss him two weeks in a row. But I'm going to touch on the Knicks for a little bit. Then the Thunder and the Nuggets are my two teams for this week. And I'm bringing back the wheel. Um, you know... It's not fair to just be like, oh, I want to talk about this team and this team. You know, I feel like if it's just me, I feel like the element of surprise yeah. is much more needed there. So, you know, I'm hoping this week I get the Spurs. I'm hoping really every week I get the Spurs. Um, but, you know, obviously don't don't mess with the wheel. The one week I didn't mess with the wheel, I got a good team and then I ended up with the Hornets. So. That's that's my luck. Sweet. Well, what, uh, what we- check out. Yeah, on cinema, we got. Um, I'm watching Five Nights at Freddy's on uh, Friday night. So we'll see how that goes. And I just recently joined uh, Letterboxd. So I've been on there. I- I've been a Letterboxd whore. I mean, that, I, I, I have. I don't even know how much time I've spent. I'm going to get the screen time report from my phone and it's just gonna be like your screen time was up 60 percent and i'm gonna be like i know why i know why uh so i've been hitting that pretty hard thinking about doing something with that uh just got some more news here the strike will officially end at 1201 a.m pacific tomorrow so it is over praise the heavens it is over um there is another Elvis movie that's getting a lot of praise right now. Uh, Priscilla, directed by Sofia Coppola. People are raving about it on Letterboxd. Uh, a lot of critics that I follow and have followed for a few years now, uh, they love it. I was uh, initially skeptical. I thought we were getting too much Elvis content, uh, but it's getting fours and fives. Uh, on Letterbox, fours and five stars. So I'm gonna, I might check that out in theaters. Um, AMC Stubbs coming in clutch with that. But uh, that's what I got coming. Insanity. Uh, Bryce doing a solo pod tonight. 
uh, talking about the upcoming week 10, reviewing week nine. Uh, and then I think that's it, Alex, right? I think that's it. Um, I don't have anything else. Make sure um, you rate, subscribe, review, all that. And if you have any complaints about this episode, send them to at by Dylan Hughes on Twitter. Yes, he will take care of those for you. Uh, and as always, folks, thank you very much for listening. <laughs>